All right, guys, here we go. We're going to talk about the third episode of House of the Dragon, second of his name. The Targaryens know how to throw a birthday party. The crab feeder gets fed to the crabs, and Damon becomes the king of TV. Here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Couldn't be better. I'm so good. How are you? I'm so good because we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, Episode 3, Second Ooh. of His Name. Baby. Holy I shit. Show. Hot D3. Let's go, boys. I think this show is, like, I think it's crushing it so far. It's better than I was expecting. It's um, better than I was expecting. I would agree. Before we jump into this, we need everyone to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sick. Yeah, and uh, if nothing else, just follow for the memes because those are fire too. The memes are fire. Come say hi. Uh, it's a great community that we're building, and I want you all to be a part of it. Jimbo, Jimbo will not not respond. Like he, you, you almost can't even help yourself I'm just a, to engage. I'm in just like a great admin. Let's just be honest. I'm great. <laughs> Up tier, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, big event that we've been promoting. What do we got? Do you guys like uh, beer? Yes. Do you like yes. food trucks? Yeah. Yes. Do you like seeing people in public? Yeah. Friendship and camaraderie. Yeah. Um, do you like um, celebrating German heritage, including all all their heritage? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're gonna skip that part. But there is a giant German bash. Uh, a little thing called Oktoberfest at Forgotten Star Brewing, and I'm going to be there. I can't wait. I'll be there Friday the 16th of September, but they're also doing a huge, huge event on the 17th. It's free. It's free. There is VIP tables, which I'll be at because, come on. But, um, yeah, it's free, so everybody show up. Come say hi. Pull up. I think me and Ryan will be there with some friend folks, of, so come say hi. Friend great. of the pod, Nerdy, is playing, Dude, too. Dude, huge, huge. Nerdy is going to be there. Uh, he's playing, I think, a little bit earlier, so I think he'll probably go on at, like, 7 or 8, which is great. So um, come say hi. Uh, get a beer. Can't wait to celebrate with you guys. Forgotten Star, uh, September 16th and 17th, Oktoberfest. Good stuff. All right, guys, here we go. It's time to jump into House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, second of his name. If you guys saw the opening uh, little video package, um, they changed it up a little bit to have, like, a bloodline from Alicent to um, Aegon the Second. Well, I guess Whoa. his name's Aegon for now. I'm always mind blown by that because it happens so fast, and I don't know what the sigils are, and it just looks cool, and I'm in, vibing with the music. Um, but it's yeah, crazy I, that they're updating it as they go. I, I well, I wait until um, after the episode, and then I go YouTube someone who knows those things. You know yeah. what I mean? And let the experts explain it to me. They take like five minutes, and they're just like, "This is this one," and then you sort of like have that map in your mind mm. as you're watching it and then you kind of you know you know who's where oh shit okay i should probably watch that but that's awesome all right guys so we jump into this episode and right away we see that we have jumped ahead a couple of years there is a war in the step zones that we had got teased uh, at the end of episode two it's now been raging on for a few years and i don't know i guess i wasn't i couldn't really tell how it was going i was just like oh my gosh a dragon is here and like it's gonna fight the crab feeder and his men. Um, but right. they had kind of like created a system where they could attack the dragons and hide in the caves. Um, so you have 
Damon flying on his dragon, uh, you know, absolutely smoking a bunch of the guys in the army, but he gets hit with a ton of flaming arrows. And so you can kind of see that they're running short on men and supplies. And options, yeah. And the war is not going well for the Sea Snake or for Damon, who were doing this to try to gain some kind of new standing in the realm, and it's not going well. Yeah, not going well. Looking like they might uh, be up against a wall. At that point, we got to meet all, is it the Valerians? Yeah. It's the Sea Snake and his family, and so we got to meet his son, who I think is going to be a pretty big part of it. I can't remember his son's name, but we're going to get to Lainor. Lainor Valerian. Okay, Lainor. And his so, brother. Yep. Yep. So those guys, I think, are going to be a big part. Um, and we got to see them kind of some some infighting. Not so happy with how it was going. Um, and then we quickly jump to Aegon's second birthday party, um, where the king... It was a rager. ...is laughing. They're trying to warn him about what's happening in the Stepstones. He said, it's been going on for three years. It can wait another three days or something like that. He's having the time of his life celebrating his son and drinking a lot. Yeah, sounds par for the course. He has got well, if you had, if you had lost the next if you had lost another finger, wouldn't you be drinking a lot? Yeah, I think he's probably in quite poor health at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things are definitely covered up, um, but he is not in nearly the health that he was at, in at the start of this series. He, like always, doesn't have time for a lot of his duties or anything important. He's up for a party, <laughs> and this time they're doing uh, their favorite thing which is to go about 10 miles away and do like 150-person camping. Yeah, yeah, and right. and then it's the hunt, right? But the hunt is, is pretty much a joke for the king. Um, yeah, with all this, we also see uh, he's looking angrily for Rhaenyra, the princess, the, the you know, future queen. Um, the, na- the named heir. Yeah. She, yeah. Is, she is nowhere to be found. She's like sitting out by a tree with a dude playing the same song on repeat while she reads the a minstrel. Book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we get Alicent, her former friend, coming out trying to kind of mend their broken relationship. Um, but Rhaenyra has no interest doing anything positive with her or her father. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Rhaenyra's 17 now, and this, like, this is like her rebellious phase. She doesn't want anything to do with her dad or anything to do with, with her former friend, Alicent. Um, just rebelling in general. Yeah, I thought that this stuff was all kind of good. And it, for whatever reason, this episode felt ominous. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt myself thinking something bad is going to happen. And I know in Game of Thrones that that is um, never unintentional. Like, they're really great at building tension. And just the way that they had the the music and the cameras and the conversations and the people listening on to the conversations and everything it felt like something that was supposed to be this beautiful celebration but it almost felt chaotic at Mm -hmm. points um i do think that everything that they've done through three episodes has been completely to fuck with the viewers um who are so used to making predictions Mm -hmm. um it's almost like they're setting you up to make predictions that will be wrong i would love that I, well, feel, you, I feel that's what they're doing. I think eventually they, they realize, like, you know what we should do is read the Reddit comments and do the opposite, but <laughs> not in the way that Dan and Dave of, like, the subverting expectations bullshit that they try to do. Right. Um, Who would expect Arya I think, to kill the White 
Walker King. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I wouldn't know. Someone who had absolutely spot. nothing to do with the White Walkers whatsoever for eight seasons yeah. is going to be the one. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, but I think I think you're right, Eric. I think they're they're teeing up a couple through lines for hope that some of them or all of them or one of them is going to come crashing down, and we we really don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing this. This is again. There doesn't need to be like a mass casualty event in every episode of Game of Thrones for it to be considered a good episode, right? Mm. Um, it needs to be politicking. It needs to be pieces moving around the chessboard in a manner in which the audience becomes captivated, even with something as silly as positioning oneself in a, a an aura of power, mm-hmm. or you at least have the ear of someone who has the aura of power. And I think this episode really ramped that up um especially with Rhaenyra uh with some of the king's um uh, side men you know what i mean uh, uh sorry his uh bannermen or small council small, small council media. um folks so anyway that's i think this show is to eric's point is really driving home that you think you know what's going to happen because you watched the first uh iteration of this you know of of game of thrones but house of the dragon feels like it's going to go in a different direction and mm-hmm. that's a great thing yeah, and I think, like, they are enjoying the breadcrumbs that lead you nowhere. Um, everyone is spending their week making predictions, and I feel like they're just enjoying taking everyone for a ride. Um, even the video packages that we got made the show feel different. Like, I felt like all of the, the trailers for the show were drawing this really basic line that I knew it would be more complicated than this, but it made it seem like it was a battle of good and evil with dragons on both sides between Rhaenyra and Daemon, and that they were going to be the ones fighting this battle. And it's like, I get to episode two and episode three, and I'm like, is Daemon good? Is Daemon bad? Is Daemon... He's, mm-hmm. Who knows? He's like he's like the new Jamie Lannister, you know? He's nice. going to have his redeeming moments, and he's going to have his his evil moments. And like, I think that, that, um, you know, everyone is seemingly a, some shade of gray is going to make for a really, really good show. So yeah, they even, I mean, to drive that home, you know, the, the person that we're supposed to really be rooting for Rhaenyra was kind of annoying this week. Yeah. You know, she was doing things that the viewers didn't want her to do, like just go running off and then, you know, whatever, just like stay in the action. You want that as a viewer. And she wasn't giving that to you. So even her, what you know, supposed to be your kind of like beacon of good, maybe, or at least who you're rooting for, was pushing it a little bit. So, and, oh, you're, and you're totally right because the previous week they had tried to, or she had tried to, uh, the character had tried to insert herself into the small council and, and being a part of the ruling, uh, you know, deal. And then mm-hmm. Allison, you know, throws water on that fire pretty quickly. And so I feel like not only has she. Not only was she doing it in that episode, she's been doing it for the last two years, Mm -hmm. like abdicating, you know, her duty to the realm. Yeah, yeah. So the king really wants his daughter to marry at 17. He feels it's important politically. She feels like he's trying to get rid of her. And so you heard this story of, like, I don't remember exactly what this was, but you heard a story of some, like, noble family and their daughter got kidnapped and held for ransom and then they got, the father refused to pay, so she got sold off to some, like, whorehouse. And then he ended up with, like, this great power and she ended up with this great power. And they were kind of, like, giving this story, I think, um, to make you kind of understand where, where Rhaenyra is. And she overheard them talking about this as well. 
-hmm. And so she really feels like she is just being used as a pawn at this point. And she doesn't trust her father at all. But I thought like through all of the struggle and drunkenness and, you know, anguish that her father seemingly went through in this episode, um, he does care about her and he does want what's best for her. And I thought, like, when you finally got down to it, um, he was like, make your move and strengthen your claim and, like, pick who you want to marry, but you need mm-hmm. to get married. And, like, you can see that he wants what's best for her, but he's feeling so trapped in the politics of his own reign. Well, and uh, what was the comment? I forget who made the comment of, like, you have to make her think it's her idea, right? It, it was, was Alicent. Uh, Alicent was it was Alicent, you're right. It, very poignant, right? You're going to push... Rhaenyra to do whatever you want she'll resist like he and even the king said yeah. if I had said stay away from what's his name Lannister Jason Lannister she, yeah she would have she would have married him in a fortnight or you know something to that I love effect. when there's like and a I, name think, out of all the crazy names is just like Jason <laughs> Jason it's like yeah Steve Chad yeah. Chad Lannister yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he has a he has a twin brother and the same actor is playing both of them. yeah that was kind of cool I think the other ones is like Ty Tyrell or Tylin or something like that yeah so that brings us to Jason Lannister, who wants to get married to Rhaenyra. Dude comes on real strong. Um, Dude, I think I think a little too strong. I think if he had slow played his hand a little bit yeah, more, he, he might have had, had a chance. A chance yeah. yeah. Instead of being like, "Listen, you're gonna uh, love it." I know we just met. <laughs> Instead of a ring, I'm gonna get you a dragon pit. How's that? Yeah, sound? right. <laughs> I, I like. He was like, "I'm Jason Lannister. I need a dragon pit." And she was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Cause we're getting married." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric. I mean, we're laughing because that's a joke. But the conversation lasted about twelve seconds longer than that. Yeah, that's that was literally the, what that he was did. The, it was. It was yeah. insane. Um, she gets upset. Kind of talks shit to him. Uh, you know, it was it was kind of awkward. She gets on a horse and runs away. Who follows her? That's right, Sir Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole, sexy knight, baby. Yeah, Kristen true Cole, true white knight. I don't trust this guy as far as I could fucking throw him with his armor on. Really, I feel like he's a man of honor. He is gonna betray her first ch- chance he gets. He's bad news. Promise. You think so? I think he sucks. Man, he was like, I owe everything. To you. Yeah, he's gonna. He yeah, and guess what? You know yeah. what he loved? He and loved jumping nothing, up. Nothing else beyond that. Yeah. Love jumping up. You think he's not gonna take his next step? Okay, I like that. I feel like he's going to be loyal. You feel like he's not. Can't Let's wait. Go. Can't Let's see what happens. So on this, uh, he begs her to come back. She says, no way. They start a bonfire. I was positive they were going to make love right then and there. They probably did, just off camera. But it is Game of Thrones, so I guess that would never be the off blood camera. blood of the boar all over them. And, yeah, just went to They town. get attacked. That I thought that scene You're, was... Like, on the, on the body of the boar, I think, is, right. is what what happened off screen <laughs> i i thought that what that's was, how it was all on her neck right i did notice that i thought that that's really great when you heard something i was so interested in what it was going to be. um and then it was wild boar and it's kind of funny because remember like see, like episode two of season one of game of thrones didn't uh baratheon get get gored by one or it was yeah, later that was later that was later but yeah that he was in from season that one that's what, yeah Yes, yeah, because so Cersei was poisoning him. Cersei was right. poisoning him. And so you, you kind of have a lot of the same things here. Um, a lot of The like, themes are similar. Yeah. yeah, you have the king is a drunk here, and he's poisoning himself instead of being poisoned with alcohol. Right. You have the boar that attacks and almost kills who is next in line. Um, it's I, almost like these stupid traditions just carried on unnecessarily for like thousands of years, you know, yeah. in real in real life. And everyone's like, "Yeah, well, we got to go kill the stag." It's like, "All right, sure." So again, for the third episode, now we see Viserys is so 
um, tied to everything that is, um, uh, you know, like destiny. Like he, mm-hmm. he believes in these prophecies, prophecy, so much. Yeah, these dreams. Like, he's obsessed with his dreams. Yeah, and so he hears like he's he's super conflicted because he he wants to remain loyal to his daughter who he's made the heir, <clears throat> but now he has a son for the first time. He's not sure if he should make him the heir. He's so confused on what to do. And then, well, he... I, I also I think he's sorry to interrupt. I think he's confused because he wants one thing, but I think pragmatically, I think he knows in order to continue to keep the houses kind of in check, mm-hmm. he probably needs to follow tradition a little bit more than going outside the box and appointing a woman um, to be the next you know heir to right. the Iron The throne. safe, so stable he... move for the realm, unfortunately, Correct. is to switch it over to, to Aegon. Correct. But I think he thought, like, all right, I'm going to stay with my word here. Yeah. But then he hears about this this white um, stag, right? The white heart. The yeah. white heart stag that he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this means something really important. And so you can see that, like, in his mind. Your guy, your guy Jason just gave him the fresh, freshly minted spear Yeah. to, to take it out with. So he believes that, he believes, I think, that oh my gosh, this is a sign from the gods that I should be naming Aegon as my heir. Like, this is an absolute sign. and a this strong, is a, powerful male yep. creature. Yeah. Yep, this rare creature that goes with royalty. And so you can kind of see, like, he's conflicted because he's like, this is, this is prophecy. This is meant to be. And then when he shows up to actually kill the animal, it's just a brown stag. And so you can Dude. kind of see that he realizes that it wasn't, like as much of a a dream or as much of a prophecy as he, he keeps like get, getting disappointed when reality doesn't match his dreams, you know. Yes, I think they. Did, I think the show itself, um, from a from an editing and an acting standpoint, did a really good job of kind of building this up because um, when they arrived at the the tent, the party, whatever, you would get uh, the audience would see the king getting um, routine kind of updates mm-hmm. of like. Oh, you know, they're they they spotted it. They spotted the white the white thing, and then the next update was like, uh, your your hunt master, or whatever. He's released the dogs, and then the next one is like, they've cornered it. We got to go. You know, this thing they're gonna have it for you to kill. Mm-hmm. So like this this thing was building up for the audience too, not just for the king, because we were like, shit, dude. I mean, what if it is white? You know, what what is this gonna mean for the show? And then it's just not. And like his acting was so on point um, to He's show so like. Good. Like he's like Pat, Patty Considine or whatever. Yeah. Like does a really good job. Like he 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 made it seem like, ah oh, fuck, mm-hmm. it's not a white. You know what I mean? Like like everything kind of came crashing down in his in his head, but he can't let everyone else know that. So I think he did a really good job. I think he, mm-hmm. but like I think he's relieved that he doesn't have to change his mind. But he's also disappointed because he had allowed himself to imagine or to believe. You know, mm-hmm. and like. I think he is conflicted. Like, I think he does want to stay like loyal to Rhaenyra and he does believe in her and he does want her to be his heir. But what if there was a white heart stag that was meant for a king that was assigned from the gods that actually his son mm-hmm. is supposed to be. And like, he's just kind of like stuck in these, this like world of prophecy and this world of dream where he's so, he feels like the path is going to show itself. And instead of leading, he's just following. And I mm. think like that's his biggest. Ooh, I like that. Um, well, and, 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 and maybe not even following just almost, almost being stagnant, right? Yeah. Not, not actually picking a path. He like, there's people behind him pushing him forward. Right. And he's not going. And he's in waiting direction. for these like grand signs that just don't pan out. 
Um, and then you get a good moment. Allison was not very active in this episode, but you get her first kind of political move where she advises him to help his brother. Mm-hmm. Feels it will be a powerful move from the crown and a good move for the family. Another thing he another thing he had been wrestling with, and he's getting he's getting advice in all directions from the small council about what to do. You know what though? Did we miss the part where Rhaenyra's up on the mountaintop oh, and yeah, the, right. the white stag presents oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, itself yeah. to we, her? We should, we should go back to that. Yeah. I mean, we should yes. at least mention that. And of course, for yeah, the audience, right. we're supposed to be like, dude, she has got to be the queen someday. Like this is, you know, we get the sign and she doesn't even maybe put that same meaning into it. Although she definitely got it. Um, so that was pretty poignant and maybe a little too obvious, you know, like a little bit too much, on the nose for the show that's kind of subtle. So we'll see if that's misdirection as well. I, I liked it though. I thought it was a cool moment. And like Kristen Cole went to like go for it and she was like, no. Yeah. And it just like was a cool moment as well, they stared at each other. What's he going to do? Throw his sword at it? Like, but yeah, but it does create the notion for her to know that there's some sort of maybe uh magical prophetic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, path for her that's not necessarily for her father because he's like, oh, it was supposed to be the white stag, didn't get it. It was, but it was a pretty big, you know, pretty big stag, and she's like, in the back of her mind is like, yeah, I saw the one. Mm-hmm. I don't so, need to tell anybody about it. It's just between me and Kristen, and that's it. So I would say that her the the killing of the stag was hard to watch, even though it was a CG animal. Mm-hmm. It was. I was like, I don't think I could do that for $10 million. <laughs> and he has to do it twice, right? Because he's kind of feeble and he misses the first oh, time. Oh, it was so bad. Over it here, really he doesn't, have, here, he doesn't have enough fingers. Uh, it, was, it was not great. It was yeah. a tough scene. Um, and then, so he kind of like has this disappointing performance killing just a, a beast that is completely helpless. Um, okay, Eric. So in, if you had to... Uh, pick one. Would you rather have been Rhaenyra up close and personal with the boar stabbing it a hundred times, or oh, get the yeah. stag? Oh, I have no Make sympathy fight. for animals who attack people. Nah, slaughter. Well, but it just it just ran out of the woods. Right. I don't know if I mean you know, you know. it's, it's funny though. It's funny to hear this coming from a guy who's killed multiple deer with a Chevy Volt. I just don't. <laughs> feel like... <laughs> you can talk right yeah, now, maybe. Maybe don't don't give him a lance to kill the big stag, but give him like a four by four, and he could do it, no problem. No problem. four by four and a sheet of ice. Yeah, I did also appreciate Rhaenyra walking back to camp. Um, Dude, how great was that? Ten seconds. Yeah, everyone's watching her. She comes in covered in blood with a massive boar. Like she's just getting more badass by that. Right, and I am so in on everything that she's doing like she is such a cool character so i thought that was a great moment um and then eventually we go back to the stepstones where we find out that there's going to be help um coming from the king uh you have the dissenters uh even from the top parts of the army who are sick of this war who are leaving who are giving up um they don't have supplies and so damon decides that he has to go and give up he brings a white flag he lays down his sword uh and gives up but he didn't he literally slaughters like 25 guys by himself that was crazy he's like dude i am not gonna let my brother help me now is the time to just go all out an incredibly risky move and it was i think it's awesome i would rather die attacking them than live and have my brother's help 
uh, be the reason. You know what I mean? Like oh, uh, publicly, and I love at least, how be the he reason. he does it in a very Damon way, as far as we know the character, where he pretends he's surrendering, which is like you know, it's the same as like killing people in your hall after you feed them at this time, right? It's like very uh-huh. you don't do that. You don't you if you haul a parlay, it's like against the fucking seven gods to betray that, and he did. I mean. As soon as they got close enough, he was slashing everybody. He cut, kills about 25 guys by himself, gets hit by a lot of arrows. Breaks them off, like no I problem. thought this was a really good scene as you watched everyone close in on him from above. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, I just kept being doing... It, it, made, it took me back to Battle of the Bastards. I'm not saying it was nearly as consequential or important yeah. or, or not, but, like, I kept thinking, he can't die, can he? Can he? He's going to die. How are they going to kill? You know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. are so good at doing that to me um, in these moments. So he's that's Miguel. That's the, that's Miguel Sapochnik's like fingerprints. You could definitely yeah. feel that. Like you said, Eric, between like uh, hard home and battle of the bastards, so, like it had a lot of those, they had a lot of those. Elements. I mean, this was epic and it was very cool and it looked great. And I thought that the, it was semi-realistic, you know, as far as like, how they were set up and how he came in and how, you know, how far he got and how, you know, whatever. It all seemed like nothing jumped out as like, well, that was fucking stupid. Um, but you got to admit, this is much closer to like the loot train scene, which was cool. Yeah. than it was hard home or battle of the bastards. Oh, no, I agree. And it's I, early well, because you know, the, it's episode three. So you haven't yeah, built to those yeah, the stakes are yet. stakes are so much lower yeah. at, the at this end point of an in episode time. too. I mean, it wasn't anything insane, but right. I just thought that it was, it was well done in the you know what we were getting this early in the series and he goes right well, in the cave, the, which was a unbelievably cool twofold thing i think things i think were i don't know maybe underratedly important mm-hmm. one like i said previously he'd rather die doing this crazy well because you know and they they foreshadowed it when he was like you know if you want to send one man in there you know find me a madman who's ready to commit suicide and and damon is apparently a madman who's ready to risk suicide yeah. um and then two is that the Valerians have dragons, and so we got to see their dragon uh, roast a bunch of the crab feeders. Yeah, uh, it was a little men. weird to so see that, that's... a dragon rider that we didn't even know. That was like, yes, oh so, damn! Exactly. And maybe it was like, well, I think it was Valerians. I think it was one of the. I think it was one of the Valerians. The kids, one, one of the one of the people in the meeting who will be who will be a serious okay. character. Yeah, and I just it didn't hit as hard when I didn't recognize the person. But I was like, well, it's cool that there's just fucking dragons around. Like, it's not. We're going to see a lot of them. They use them in war. Um, I thought it was cool. So it was Landar. It was, the, it was the one time that they were useful in that when when all of those archers had kind of been drawn out. Yeah. So we we had we had heard his name earlier because um, someone had advised the king to have um, her marry him mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, like you didn't marry the daughter. You oh, had yeah, hand. you're right. Maybe you could have her marry Lanor, and then you'd still combine those families." And you'd go a long ways in bringing Corliss back into the fold and let, making this it could so happen. Good. This is like it's possible. the guy. It's the guy who's more like Varys, or like he's got a little combination of like Varys and Tyrion yeah. to him, where he's like he's like very honest, um, almost to a fault. Strong. Maybe is that who it is? Yes, strong, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. he that's where he came up. Then you see him at the last second, right when you think that Damon's dead. The dragon comes and roasts a bunch of people, takes the archers down soldiers you know make landfall come in and kill everyone and then damon who's injured chases down the crab feeder into the cave which i thought you were going to get a cool showdown between the two of them Mm -hmm. but like everything with this the crab feeder was not important 
He was just a spooky story to start the series. He Mm -hmm. was never important. He was never anything other than just a thorn in their side. And Damon made such quick work of him, dragging out about one third of him. <laughs> the the important third, though, the part that you can tell about who right. was. Yeah, that was awesome. I and I've seen so many fucking gory, bloody movies and shit. I've have not seen that where they just take a guy's like arm, shoulder, and head and drag it out. I mean, that was yep. really impactful. I'll say the only time I saw that is uh, at the like one of the opening uh, invasion scenes of Saving Private Ryan when Tom Hanks goes to grab a dude. And to like pull into safety, but it's, <laughs> it's just hand. the top half of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was some inspiration there, but this definitely looks. But good. anyway, no, no, you're, you guys are you guys are totally right. This, I, I'm glad. I feel like I was expecting the same thing that Eric said, which was we're going to go into a cave. It's going to be a sword fight, and then he's you know Damon's going to win, or he's going to escape back into some tunnel. And, you know, live to fight another day. Or Damien gets like, captured, no. and then there's two episodes where he's captured. You know, I just, I liked how and it they're like off screen. Yeah, they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're cutting him in half. Yep. Drag him out, and away we go. Yep. Let's keep going. Yeah, and he will um, be, I mean, his stock just fucking rose like no other. I mean, everybody saw that. Uh-huh. Um, he did it in front of his entire army, two armies, right? His, his gold cloak people saw it. And all the, the, you know, I'm going to call them Valyrians, um, all that yes, army saw that's it. Fair. So the he's insta-legend if he wasn't already. And, well, and because now their uh, push for who they want on the throne is not going to be Rhaenyra. It's not going to be Aegon. It's going to be the dude that opened up the Stepstones for their mercantile, you know, merchant business yep. or whatever for their ships to make it through. It's pretty much single-handedly. So, almost by himself, yep. yes. Um, and, and I do think that uh, it was cool seeing uh, Crab Feeder, um, who, by by all accounts, of what I've heard, it was also kind of a second son trying to make his yes. mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was very much infected with grayscale and was wearing a Sons of the Harpy mask, I believe, yeah. that was pieced together. That's, I mean, it cut, yeah, it was like cobbled together for sure. All of it was cool. He wasn't important. He didn't need it to speak. He literally got chopped in half. And then Damon emerging with the body covered in blood. Um, I was just waiting for them to say, the king and the stepstones. The king and yeah. the stepstones. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. That's what I would have been cheering because yeah. that's my Oh, wow. Also, really? after that, cool, the, the fucking coolest guy. Really, really, yeah. really cool shot of the Stepstones. Like the, like the CG of like just just showing like in general uh, when they were getting there. I thought that was all There was well an amazing shot where you see the three ships trying to just go across the bay and they're getting pelted. Yeah. And then they keep zooming out, keep zooming out. Oh, you yeah. see a dragon up above. And then you keep zooming out to the like almost the gathering of troops. That was like some amazing money, really money shot, baby. Really- yeah, it was great. So let me ask you guys a question. Um, oh, wait, Eric, do we have any more of the episode to, to wrap up? No, that's it. That was, that was the last shot, I believe. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. This show is doing it very differently than the original Game of Thrones show, which was methodical, um, slow, very very much character building. And so far in three ep- episodes, we've gotten two very large fast forwards. Yeah. Um, to bring us to larger events, if you will. Um, do you think uh, one style or the other is better? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we're getting enough of the characters and skipping all of the boring shit to get to the cool stuff just for the purposes of the show? Or do you think it's this is like a healthy way to tell an otherwise slow-moving story? 
I think that we couldn't do this without the originals because mm-hmm. now they can just tell us things and we just understand them. They're like, yeah, this guy's on the small council. Um, this guy's a high tower. He's from um, what's the old town. wherever? Yeah, what's it? Old high town. garden, old town. Yeah, he's from old town. We're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, we know about old town. And then they're like, this is Jason Lannister. He needs no introduction. And we're like, yeah, he doesn't. We're good. We got it. You know, like, <laughs> like, we we can just like we know. The things that they need us to understand. Yeah. So they're they're even fast forwarding the character development just by mentioning their last name. It's like he's going to be a pompous asshole. Yeah. Nice. They are he, perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's oh he wears red and a and a lion. Yeah, a yes. lot of lions. Know who right? those like people are. Yeah. And they're just mentioning the places on the map that we know of already. And so mm-hmm. I think like they had to do such boring heavy lifting to start the series of game of thrones like the first five episodes like a couple things happen but it is pretty fucking dry it is yeah. like here's a map and we're gonna have you guys take a quiz at the end of the fifth episode <laughs> and name all these characters like it is it's pretty rough and like well and and literally in that in that first episode they have everybody line up and it's almost comical to watch at this point because they're like well this is the best you know everybody's lining up uh Maybe we'll see the everybody else in like ten years, and they'll be you know in their twenties. Yeah. Uh, but here's what we got. Yeah. So I I don't think that I, I I am I'm considering this what it what I believe it is. It's just an extension of Game of. I'm not acting like this is some different series at this point. This is just like another season of Game of Thrones, but this time we went back in time. You know, yeah. like it's all the same show. There, we're we're just we're getting the same story. We're just here in a different part of the timeline. Point. We're here in a and different part and. All, dragon but it's it's the same thing the the events of game of thrones took place over about seven years and this takes place over 30 at least right so like you know this big stuff coming is like 30 years so um yeah we're gonna get multiple time jumps it feels more like the crown on netflix where they they're like we have a long story to tell so in order to do that we're gonna jump time we're gonna skip stuff we are going to recast actors when we need to um, this is, you know, it's like almost like you're watching like a history channel thing, uh, you know, where it's a little bit less about the characters maybe, and more about, um, the game and the events and, you know, the big moves and like, almost like the perspective of like from the realm, right? Like who's going to be our King. I, I do but believe I think- that we're going to get like, I think with all the time jumps and all of this first season, I think that it is going to be an introduction to the whole thing. And I think you won't get as much. Jump so so you that. think it it's gonna it'll settle down think, a little bit eventually. I think like yeah. once we get into this a little bit, it's gonna kind of like get yeah. to the story, and then all the events will happen. But I think that they're trying to kind of like build the characters and show you like, all right, this is what happened in the fifteen years leading up to all this right. stuff, and like you need to understand some of the backstory. So I think season one is gonna be kind of the backstory of what the show actually is, and like what act you know the real drama of all of this. And there'll be little events along the way, but I think like the real meat of this show will happen without jumping around the timeline much. As That's much, yeah. Me. I do think that once they recast like Rhaenyra and Alicent or whomever the you know the younger kid characters, they won't. Well, it's already. Been, I mean, that. it's already happening this season. Yeah, it's going to yeah. happen in like three episodes or something, I guess. But um, yeah, after that, they they won't need to recast, and it really should slow down a little bit, level off mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah, I agree. That, and I think. Eric's point of um, if that foundation hadn't been laid over the course of eight seasons, this show would have to do the same things that the original show did, yeah. which was lethargic, um, if you will. Yeah. And so they, they, they're they like, you know what? We've got 
we know who the Lannisters are. We know who the Baratheons are. We know who, you know, maybe maybe we don't know who the Hightowers are necessarily, uh, but we'll give you a little bit, mm-hmm. and you'll kind of figure it out on your own. Like, they're trusting the audience to be intelligent enough and well-versed enough in the previous Game of Thrones history to not have to go into long, detailed, uh, you know, litanies from a character with exposition and explain it. Mm-hmm. He just is like, I'm Jason Lannister. And like Eric said, click... Click, click. We got all of it we, we, in your in your brain. You already know everything that you need to know about this guy. Yeah. And even nice. even with like Kristen Cole, you're like he's like I'm from House Cole. House Cole is loyal to the throne. We are also not a very wealthy family, and we don't have a lot of status. Um, but I saw war, and now I'm in the King's Guard, and I'm like, yeah. All right. If this Good. was a dinner party, got I would it. know everything about this character. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, we got everything. <laughs> Yep. So I don't know. All right, let's move into our top five uh, to end the show here. Okay. Um, I am going to give you my five, and then you guys tell me if there's anyone you would move on and off the list. And we'll come up with a, as much of a consensus as we can. I said Lanor Valerian was my number five a guy added to the list this week. He's trying to be married to the to the heir to the throne. He's mm-hmm. riding a dragon. He's seemingly going to be a big character, but I can imagine that you guys won't want him on there. That's okay. I put Jason Lannister on my list. I think he's going to be important to this show, even though he seems like a fucking jackass. Big episode from our guy, Kristen Cole, who gets a sleepover with the heir to the throne. He kills a boar. He, you know, has it. He saves the princess. Yeah, saves there the princess. Go. Sees the, the prophecy with the, the white stag. Um, and then the top two, Rhaenyra with another massive episode as she is just absolutely on a heater through three episodes. It's a shame this actress is going to have to leave us at some point here. Dude, I completely agree. I'm yeah. very disappointed because she is absolutely nailing this role. She's the next one better be fucking awesome. And then number one, Damon. Come Damon on. is the top character on television. Not even close. There's no yeah, character on close. TV like Damon. Matt Smith is an absolute beast of an actor yeah. at this point. If he can have a British accent and roll around being an, an asshole, he could play that role to death. <laughs> and he has been in this. Damon Targaryen is the king of television right now. I agree. Um, I'll go with mine. So our top three is the same. I've got Cole, okay. Rhaenyra, Damon in that order. Me too. Um, I've, got Ot- I've got Otto at four, yeah. only because I feel like uh, he's sneakily manipulating the chess pieces on the board. Um, and knows what he's doing. He knows what King Viserys wants to hear or needs to hear. He got him to sleep with his daughter and and breed. And yeah. I think he's a little bit sneakier than everyone is uh, seeing um, on screen. And then my number five is Aegon. And I'll tell you why. Happy birthday, Aegon. Five. 500 people showed up to worship him, and half of the realm is like, dude, you gotta name Aegon your heir. Aegon doesn't even know what's going on, but he already has all of this power to remove our number two from the power rankings. Right, right. Like, that commands some power just in and of itself. And I kid, because he doesn't really do anything, he's just a stupid little kid. But um, <laughs> I think I think it's interesting that he is causing people to say to the king, you need to cast aside your daughter... Um, and get rid of her and appoint this dude, and he hasn't even done anything except turn two years old. Which is so that's, which was that's a big a pretty, deal. That's a pretty steep power. Yeah, that's some power. So I would almost want to try to find a way to get that strong guy on there who always comes in as like the very humble, forgettable voice of reason. 
he's like the red he, he's like the opposite of a red herring right he's very subtle and then when it's like who could have possibly leaked all this important information and destroyed my plans and he'll be like Mm-mm, it was me forgot about me yeah i like him i am the MacGuffin. <laughs> exactly um i'm good i'm good with damon obviously one of the bullet rhaenyra i like Kristen cole for third i was juggling that with otto uh, but i'm good with otto four and then I'm sorry, we gotta get rid of Aegon. He's just a kid. He doesn't deserve to be on our list. Um, and I want to put Lainor on there because he's gonna be a big deal. And Lainor, big deal. He, and he blew up a whole mother bunch of fucking bad pirates, and that was cool. So yeah, you guys good with all that, dude? I said I was kidding with yeah. Aegon. I was trying to be fun. I know I enjoyed it. Thank you, but he got booted. He did. He got booted. Fine. <laughs> Take the two year old off our power rankings. That's fine. <laughs> All right, um, all right, guys. I think that's it. Any any wrap up thoughts? Any any random um, observations? Any any random facts or cool things that you guys spotted? Um, I will say that my wife spotted the because um, he had been wearing gloves for most of the episode when he was uh, drinking next to Alicent. Viserys missing the second finger. So mm. maggots, I maggots in the power rankings are not working. So that was nice. Uh, they're was they're dropping. It does add to our idea that, um, you know, I think it was Eric who was saying, you know, Otto from Old Town in with the, the Magisters or whatever, you know, the Maesters. The, the Maesters. And yeah. are they trying to kill him? You know, are they trying to get rid of dragons in the realm? I like well, it. And, and it, it wouldn't be that far they out hate of magic, Game so. of Thrones. <clears throat> well, it wouldn't be that far out of Game of Thrones because, like, Poisoning from the inside is a lot easier than attacking from the outside. Right. So um, having those, having you know, some some snakes uh, in there trying to pretend to be doing good, but working you know against uh, the crown in favor of whomever mm-hmm. um, would not be that far out outside of their their uh, mo. Love it, great show. Can't wait to see what they sort of supplant the sea, the uh, crab feeder story with. In, in episode four, right? They're going to have some other side issue going on. I hope it's interesting. I hope it's fun. Also, um, I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. I have no qualms about the color of people's skin for who they've cast mm-hmm. in these shows of made up people. Right. Yeah. There's I just been, wanted that. On I mean, record. I don't know. I, uh, it's so it's one of those things where I never heard anybody actually complain about the color of the Valerians, that family's skin, but I've heard a lot of articles Talking about how people are complaining about it, it's like, dude, there's sort of manufacturing drama here. I think it's great. I think it's helpful, dude, in a show where everybody is white with blonde hair. Thank God we got it one family, exactly the an same. important yeah. family that's black with blonde hair, so that I can tell the goddamn difference. Yeah. And wait till they kill them all off, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, so of course they die. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. They better not. All right, guys. That's it. That's all the time we have. And uh, we have two more episodes this week. So check out our sports cast and our screencast and tell them thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast.